Hello and welcome to Scintillating Stories. In this show we read short stories by a variety of authors. We're coming to the end of Pride Month, and so today we will read a story about relationships, love, and found family. The Meadow Suite by Rosie Beach The lady came to the meadow one day carrying an armful of flowers. The people gathered around her in curiosity. What are those for? they all asked. These are to help you find the people that you will build your lives with, she said. She went to the first person and gave them a daisy, which they tucked behind their ear. To the next she gave an aster that they shyly put in their buttonhole. She gave one person three blooms, a bluebell, a violet, and a cowslip. They wove their stems together and braided them into their hair. She offered a stitchwort to another, but they held up their hands. I don't like flowers. I'm sorry to refuse your gift. The lady smiled. It's not a gift if it's not wanted. The person looked relieved as she moved on. She handed out flowers to those that came to her, and the meadow filled with colour and perfume. However, when one person stepped up excitedly, the lady shook her head. No flowers will grow with you. The person looked shocked, and then tearful. Can't I try? they asked, holding out their hands. As they got close, the plants shriveled and began to wilt. They took a step back in alarm. I am sorry, said the lady. Not everyone can be a successful gardener. She moved on, and the flowerless person sat down in the grass and wept. At their own pace, people began to find those that had matching flowers. The group spread out around the meadow and began to put down roots. Some mowed the grass, some revealed bare earth, some set up sticks for support, and some dug trenches. Then they planted their flowers and began to tend to them. Those that did not want flowers were not idle. Some gathered rocks and pebbles and made beautiful patterns. Others carved shapes out of fallen tree branches. Everyone had work to do but the flowerless person couldn't bring themselves to do anything. Someone with a jaunty dandelion in their hat passed by. Stop crying! There are plenty of others who are happy without flowers, Dandelion said jovially. But I feel like the tears need to come out, replied Flowerless. Well, wallowing isn't going to help you. And Dandelion went on their way. Flowerless felt ashamed and tried to dry their face with a patch of moss, they decided to look around the meadow to take their mind off their loneliness. They chatted with a pair that had trained their roses into an art shape. They explained how they had woven a lattice and tied the stems to it with string. Then they set up a bench swing underneath to relax in. All three sat down to admire the garden. Flowerless enjoyed the beautiful perfume and complimented their handiwork. It's wonderful to have someone to share jobs with. It makes them much more enjoyable, said one. Flowerless tried to smile because they were pleased for the roses, but their lips wobbled as loneliness curled around their spine. The other rose kindly patted their arm. But private time is nice too. You can examine your thoughts and enjoy the peace. Flowerless nodded politely and got up to go, promising to visit another day. They found a group that lived in a tree. There was lamium all round the roots, clematis growing up the trunk, and honeysuckle in the branches. Flowerless climbed into the house and stayed for the night. They all played games, jumping between branches and using up their energy. 
Flowerless enjoyed pushing themselves to climb higher and higher. Over dinner, when Flowerless had just begun to relax, Lamium piped up. Well, it could be worse, you know. You could be in an unhappy garden. The other two nodded sagely. Flowerless worked hard to keep their face pleasant and passed the bread instead of answering. The next day they thanked their hosts and went down to the stream. They met a person who did not want a flower. They had made a smooth area of finely raked sand with strategically placed flat river stones. They invited Flowerless to sit by the stream with them and drink some tea together. I get a little sick of hearing about flowers, confided Sandy. It's all most people want to talk about. Flowerless understood and didn't bring up how the loneliness would chew on their insides in the evenings. They chatted about the beauty of the water, told funny stories and ate cake together until the sun dipped to kiss the horizon. Sandy walked Flowerless to the bridge. Oh, come back soon. It's so good to talk about this and that. Flowerless promised that they would. They had enjoyed all of their visits and spending time with friends, but there was always a time to leave. Then the loneliness would claw back into their stomach. They crossed the strong dry stone bridge, marvelling slightly at how the rocks supported each other. The sun was falling fast, and all the colours of the meadow were set on fire for an hour or two, before draining to tranquil blue, silver and black. Flowerless walked quietly into the wood, listening to all the sounds it made while it was asleep. Their eyes, which had grown accustomed to the monotone landscape, were strained by the appearance of a sudden light. They blinked until the pain stopped, and found that they had come across a campfire. In front of a tent, woven from still-living willow, slept a group of people in a pile, heads resting on chests and intertwined feet. They looked secure and peaceful. Flowerless felt the tears they'd been carrying threatened to spill out. What these people had looked beautiful. Every household they'd visited had been full of love and contentment, and all Flowerless wanted was to be unadulteratedly happy for them but loneliness stalked them wherever they went. Almost unconsciously, their hand reached out to a patch of lavender that glowed serenely in the firelight. As their fingers brushed it, the plants curled and dried like the water had been stripped out of them. One of the figures in the tent cried out in fear and shock, and everyone began to wake up. Flowerless jumped backwards and saw the lavender perk up again once they were no longer touching it. Overwhelmed by guilt, they turned away from the beautiful garden and fled into the darkness. The colourful shadows left by the fire still danced in their eyes and they could no longer see the silver wood. They felt their foot get caught by a root and they tumbled to the ground and rolled painfully down a slope. When they finally came to a stop, they didn't get up right away. Their head was spinning and there was the taste of metal in their mouth. Eventually, they opened their eyes. Above them, the starlight struggled to make its way through the leaves of tall trees. It felt a lot colder in this shady place. Flowerless got to their feet, wincing as hard seed casings dug into their hands and legs. When they held onto a trunk for support, they felt smooth bark and dry, crackling leaves brush their face. They made their way gingerly, but they knew that soon they would be too tired to carry on. Eventually, they walked around the roots of a fallen tree, and they were relieved to feel moss beneath their feet. They lay down and relaxed into its springy surface. 
Even though they were exhausted, sleep would not come. The yawning emptiness around them was too loud. Their mind was on high alert, looking for danger. There was no one to watch their back, no one to comfort if they were afraid of the dark, no one to rely on or be brave for, no stories to build, nothing to share, no problems to solve or quiet company. They curled their fingers into the moss. They remembered the way that the flowers had died in their hands and the feelings of helplessness, loss and grief built and built until finally they let their tears fall. The release was like a river bursting its banks and they wept until their back ached and the ground was wet. Strangely enough, instead of feeling worse, Flowerless felt as if they had let something go. Holding all of this inside had been such a strain. Here, sheltered by the roots of the fallen tree, they could watch the emotions swirl around their body and pour out of their eyes. They sat there with it for a long time. Once the tears had stopped flowing, Flowerless was able to gently put these thoughts and emotions into some kind of order. Tonight, they would sleep, and tomorrow they would start building a place to live. Somewhere warm and comfortable, a home where they could invite their friends to come and make merry or talk about their troubles. As they let that thought lift their soul, they heard a strange rustling noise beneath them. They sat up quickly and looked around. On the spot where their tears had fallen, the earth shifted, disturbed by something underneath. A series of strange, waxy tubes worked their way out of the sandy soil and began to race up. Their tips unfurled like crumpled handkerchiefs and were held aloft by concertina-like supports. They swelled and grew upon one another, fanning out their skirts and holding their heads up in delicate, uncanny beauty. They seemed to crest like a wave and then settle into their perfect position. In awe, Flowerless tentatively reached out to touch one with the tip of their finger. It was smooth and spongy in texture, with an almost velvet-like feeling to it. Even in the moonlight, they could tell that these proud, frilly things were golden, like the sun. Somehow, they seemed glad to see Flowerless. As they let their hands rest on them, they found a new knowledge. They were not flowerless. Their real name grew in their mind as confidently as these strange stems. They were called Chanterelle. They had created something by themselves through their sadness and acceptance. These soft caps were just the beginning. Underground, Chanterelle could feel long strings speeding through the soil, touching the roots of trees and linking them together. The forest shivered, and they felt the knowledge of the land filled their mind. They had never felt so connected or so loved, and the network kept growing. Chanterelle wept again, but this time the tears tasted so sweet. All around them, more yellow mushrooms sprang up, not quite a plant, not quite an animal. They reached out and gently broke one off. Another quickly sprang up to take its place. They bit into it, and the most wonderful floral peppery taste filled their mouth. Chanterelle jumped to their feet and climbed into the fallen tree, spores following them as they scampered along. They broke off the still flexible new branches and wove them together into a basket. Then they filled it with their harvest. 
The next morning, everyone was working hard in their gardens when they heard someone calling from the edge of the forest. The roses, lamium, clematis, honeysuckle, lavender, daisy, aster, bluebell, violet, cowslip, sandy, and even dandelion came to see what was happening. They found Chanterelle laying out a huge rug and weighing it down around the edges with stones. I'm so glad that you came, Chanterelle beamed. I've made a picnic. There was elderflower wine, burdock root juice, leek and potato soup, strawberry tarts, and of course, enough mushrooms to sink a ship. They all had a lovely lunch, sharing stories and enjoying each other's company. When everyone was feeling full and there was talk of building a bonfire, one of the roses leant over to Chanterelle and asked quietly, So, do you have a partner somewhere? Chanterelle thought about this. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of the meadow to be sure yet. But right now, I have lots of friends that I love, and so much to learn and do. Even if I never find a partner, I know that I have a wonderful life to build. The bonfire was lit, and they all joined hands to dance around it. There was singing and laughter long into the night. And underground, the roots kept growing, reaching out hopefully into the unknown. The end. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you had a wonderful Pride Month and that you continue to be proud throughout the year. If you want to suggest or submit a short story or a subject you'd like us to cover, then contact us through our Facebook page or Twitter and subscribe if you would like to hear more. This has been a Yorick Radio production.